everybody, Deborah Dondelinger here with a Tapping This Week podcast for the week beginning October the 7th. And oh, I have so many things in my head I want to talk about and tap on. Um, so sometimes, you know, on these tapping podcasts, I refer to the archetypes of the week, and I'm referring to the hexagram, the human design gate, or the genes, G- G- Richard Rudd's gene keys that are being transited by the sun. And there are 64 archetypes. And I spent a year going through Richard Rudd's book, reading about the archetypes and doing a contemplation and tapping work around the energy in each of these archetypes, because there is a shadow side to this energy, and then there is a gift or a higher expression. And all of these are really talking about the the transformation from fear to love. And what I enjoy about going through the 64 Gene Keys is it gives me a model or a way to understand things about myself and do dive more deeply into transforming the parts of me that are still a little bit stuck, um, to put it perhaps not so eloquently. So the three archetypes that were was, was just defined as defined now we're moving into are all tied to intuition. And if you've ever looked at a human design body graph, there, there are nine centers and the spleen, which is where intuition is, is way down in the bottom of the body graph. And then the mental centers are obviously on the top. So one of the archetypes the gates is called correction. And you would th- this is about knowing what needs to be corrected, the drive for perfection. And you would think that is a mental gate, right? Like how do we notice the pattern is not correct? Or how do we notice something's not fitting the pattern? But I was reading R- Karen Curry's book on human design and it just struck me that the 18th gate is in the spleen. So it's this intuition to know what's not perfect. And then we move to the next archetype gate, the 48th, that's also in the spleen. And the fear there is not knowing enough. And and the intuition is that I do have enough. And then we move to the 57th gate, which I have in my chart a couple of times, the most intuitive gate in the whole chart. And that's just about knowing. It can be look like a fear of a future, but it's like knowing what's healthy and what's next. And, and just it's just knowing. So think about a second, the idea that we have this intuition, and we all access intuition in different ways, but we can all access it. And it's not in our head center, it's down in our in our gut in our belly in the lower part of our body. So the other concept um, I, I was writing about is the idea of mental rigidity. And in child developmental terms, well, first of all, we are, we might be a smart society, but gosh darn, we have a lot of mental rigidity and we are not skilled in how to use our minds. In child developmental models, the one I follow is by jo, uh, Bob and um, Josette Lovemore. I think that's her first name. I don't remember now. Um, they talk about the, the stage of development between 14 and 17. It's about mental exploration. And during that time is when we're, we're developing our mental capacity to explore different ideas. But my theory is, is that our, our teens in that stage are not very well supported. If you think about yourself in those that age range, exploring ideas and having an opinions, how well were you supported? I was headstrong when I was a kid and a teenager, and I got in debates and arguments, and it was satisfying to wrestle people to the ground with my words, but it didn't help me develop my ability to think and my ability to discern intuition from thoughts. 
I'm a very intuitive person, but I can't put it into words. I can find the tension in something, but I can't explain what it is. And in fact, being married to an engineer husband who's also very intuitive has helped me in the last 20 years learn how to accept my intuition and relax until the words show up to explain it but not to rely on my words to justify it. And that's the difference when we start to understand the difference between our intuition and our mental process. In the world of human design, they teach that um, our mind is meant to be of service to others by asking questions of others, by explaining concepts, by exploring ideas, but is never meant to be a decision-making tool for ourselves. In fact, the most powerful decision-making tool in a person's chart is the solar plexus. Not all of us have that defined, but those of us who do, there is a rich wisdom there. And that's what we're evolving to is a much deeper emotional intelligence where that leads rather than the mind trying to lead. So the two things we're going to tap on is... um, I'm not quite sure yet, it has to come to me, is, is this commingling or this co-intertwining, um, or, or I forget what the right word is, like this, um, this confusing mixture of intuition and thinking. And they're meant to be separate. So let's do some freeform tapping. We're on the side of the hand points. If you're new to tapping, please do check out my point, description of the points on my website or any other website. And for this, this first couple of rounds of tapping, I'll call out the points as we go. So we're on the side of the hand points. As I relax into the idea that my intuition stands alone as a powerful force of information for myself, And my ability to think is also powerful, but separate from my intuition. I deeply and completely accept myself. As I realize that my mind cannot keep me safe. I relax into the safety of knowing that I always know what feels better. As I notice this, all this mental rigidity and defensiveness around me, I realize how uncomfortable that feels. I deeply and completely accept myself. Moving to the eyebrow point, my mind cannot keep me safe. Side of the eye. My thoughts don't protect me. Under the eye. I used to defend myself with my words. Under the nose. There was no room to listen to my intuition. On the chin point. My mind doesn't keep me safe. Collarbone. I wasn't listening to my intuition. Under the arm, which is actually like along the bra line down below the armpit. <sighs> Seeing the difference between my intuition and my thoughts. Top of the head. 
I always can tell what feels better. Okay, stop there, relax your hand. Nice deep breath. So when you think about the idea that your intuition is not in your head, it, it comes from someplace else in the body, how does that feel to you? Does it feel exciting, confusing, sad, liberating? For me, it's like such a relief that I can know something. I can know what feels healthier, better, which direction to go, but I don't have to have the words to explain it. So now think back to when you were a teenager, when, how, how were you in expressing your opinion? Did you speak up or did you keep quiet? Do you remember um, fervently arguing with the adults around you? Were they respectful? Did they ask you questions? Or did they shame you and shut you down? When I think of my experience, it feels very tight. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of throat energy. I have a lot of, I like talking about my ideas, but I've not had a lot of experience of being heard and feeling safe so I can explore my ideas and then find what feels true to me. So when I think about how I was put put in a box mentally and I really pushed against it I feel tense in my body so I'm going to tap on that so on the side of the hand point even though I feel how little space I had for my thoughts I deeply and completely accept myself even though I was squished in this developmental stage of 14 to 17 there was no space for me to explore. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I made good grades, it doesn't mean I was a good thinker. <laughs> I still deeply and completely accept myself. Ah, even though I made bad grades. And that was no reflection of my mental intelligence. I deeply and completely accept myself. Moving through the points, beginning with the eyebrow, and we change points after every phrase said out loud. <sighs> this constriction when I was a teenager. There was no space for me to explore my ideas. The adults argued with me. The adults shut me down like I was in a cramped little box and it doesn't feel very good. This mental constriction. I just want more space. This mental rigidity. I just want to feel more flexible. Okay, stop there, relax your hand, another breath. So with all the political events in the US and in the UK, and I, I'm not tracking the rest of the world, my apologies there. Hmm. Notice how it feels to you when you get pulled into strong opinions. For me, the strong opinions often are tied to a strong emotion. And if I can name the emotion, the opinions have more space to shift or be informed. Often there's fear, fear of survival underneath the strong opinions. 
So I, I don't know what it looks like for us to unentangle our intuition and our feelings and our thoughts. Obviously, they all work together. I just really wish we would stop identifying with our opinions. <sighs> and yes, I'm also speaking to myself here. So. Okay, well, this is delightfully unclear in closing. Uh, my invitation to you is to notice um, your thoughts this week and also notice your intuition. For me, it's just like this sudden quick insight uh, of a thought, of an idea. Um, do this, uh, turn here. No, don't do that. It's, it's so fast. And the mental process is an entirely different picture. It's either clear thinking, exploring ideas, or it's a reaction to something in the outside world that scared me. Okay, well, thank you for tapping along with me, and I look forward to talking with you next week. All right, have a wonderful week. Bye. Mm-hmm.